as God intended. Let's go. friend of mine yesterday and you know of course doing what we all do when we have some challenges you know entering into our life you know you want to go and check in with people you trust and go you know am i missing something you know is is there something that i'm doing wrong that i'm not seeing uh and, and she said to me really sweetly she said you know one of the things that you do wrong which isn't really your fault is that make things look a lot easier than they are. You know, it's like, well, yeah, maybe I do. You know, and that's not to say I'm not getting you on the air today to so, hey, let's pat Dr. H on the back. No, that's not what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm actually going somewhere like that. <clears throat> when you are working with the healing sciences, you know, and I'm going to be referring to natural medicine in that way, that's synonymous for me. You know, we always talk about the healing arts, right? And it's it, it's like when you talk about it as the healing arts, it makes people think of artistry, which has a tendency to go, well, it's very abstract. And art, anything can be art, right? Whereas science is very concrete in, in our minds. You know, I think we've learned otherwise <laughs> over these last few years that you know, science and scientism are very two different things. You know, one is very propaganda based and on fraud and lies, and the other one is actually based upon reproducible empirical evidence. You know, hey, two plus two equals four every time, right? Well, um, we're going to be referring to things as healing sciences. And um, when you are working with people, like you, you know, you listen in to Dr. Artis, you listen in to Dr. Janice Schmidt, you listen in to Nicola. You know, myself, um, a Dr. Ed Group, um, you know, Dr. Robert Scott Bell, um, you know, you start getting this feeling that it's kind of easy. And I think it is when you adhere to certain principles um, in the practice of the, the healing sciences, it's, you get into you know, reproducible results, you know, and that's been our experience clinically and, you know, um, as educators as well, that, you know, you start doing things the right way and understanding the divine design of the body and um, being able to understand what the secret universe of the cellular environment is, how all these wonderful nutrients and herbs and phytochemicals and tension and frequencies and wavelengths of light i mean it's so many really cool things that when you understand their influence upon the physical body uh it it gives just tremendous um hopefully awe-inspiring appreciation for for what's going on that there's something far greater than ourselves really at work here that we have the ability to collaborate with and to synergize, harmonize with, and create really beautiful healing experiences. Right now. So I want to reiterate to everybody, I'm saying we're going to be going into the healing sciences, you know, and that's 
my focus this year with you is like, let me really share with you that. And that's what today's show is going to be about this very key micro mineral with respect to anemia that gets overlooked by everyone. <clears throat> and I want to explain some of the biochemistry to it, what's happening in the cellular environment. See if I can give you a word's eye view, you know, of, of what it looks like, take you on a tour of, of what's happening today inside your body. Now, one of the things that is really, really cool is that, um, you know, you get these folks out there that have been practicing for, you know, 25 years and really been dedicated to their craft. And you'll see that, hey, they make it look easy. But that doesn't mean that it is. And the reason I say that to you is because there's a tendency for us to think of things that are easier, we perceive as easy as not having the same um, relevance, I guess, you know, the same kind of draw for our attention, the same kind of gratitude that comes with it. It's just kind of matter of fact, you know, you, you, you nick yourself, right? And a little bit of little small cut and your body self heals. And we just go, yeah, that's what's supposed to happen is it's not this, oh my God, do you know what happened? All of these incredible red blood cells came into the scene and started to go into advanced, you know, clotting formation at a micro scale. And they, but they didn't overclot at the same time. And they blocked all this wonderful stuff. And they bought time for the immune cells to migrate into the area and in migrating into the area, start to clear any potential bacteria that were trying to get in so that the area didn't even go locally septic. And then after that was all cleared out, more nutrients came into the area with oxygen and all these incredible biochemical reactions were occurring, you know, and I'm, we're talking, we're talking literally thousands and thousands every split second, you know, to make sure that the body starts healing. And then the cells get these wonderful chemokine messengers that come in and say, hey, we need to start, you know, granulating in the area and start building a new lattice structure, you know, over that little small little cut. And then this scab starts to get pushed more and more towards the surface. And then of course we peel that scab off, right? Because you what you you know you can't stop that temptation of take I want to just peel it off. And then another one formed because it wasn't <laughs> you peeled it off a little bit too fast. But there's this granulation and all these cells replicating to fill in that void because they know that they're supposed to do it. They have this beautiful divine design, this in, this instruction within them to heal up this area. And then magically within days, it's all gone. It's all back to me, right? Like, we take that for granted. We take that for granted that, wow, you know, a little nick. And we don't even think about it. I just cut myself on my finger the other day, you know, and I'm sitting there looking at it. And here it is three days later. It's all pretty much healed up and gone. It's a little tiny little cut, you know. But it's, it's like, wow, that all happened without me really having to do anything at all. I didn't need to go and I didn't even need to put hydrogen peroxide on it or anything like that. All I had to do was get out of the way. And let my body do what is designed, is divinely designed to do. But there were thousands upon thousands of cells that had to work on our collective benefit. I'm saying me and my body to 
affect a healing process. And what is healing? Healing is moving from chaos, which an open wound, and it's really small, would be considered chaotic to your body. Healing is the process of moving that back into divine order, which is the restoration of the tissue, the healing of it. But do we stop for a minute to really appreciate that? And go, hey, thank you, body. That was really awesome of you. Hey, thank you, every little cell. That was really, really awesome of you to, to heal everything up. You know what I'm saying? Like, do, are we giving it this incredible thing? Are we giving it its due? Or are we taking it for granted? Hmm. That's one for the philosophers, maybe. <laughs> you know, we, we had a really interesting conversation last week that I'm going to be sharing with you today. Um, and it started with something simple. It started with the idea of anemia. And it actually took us all the way through into uh, the Ayurvedics and the ancient yogis and what they used to do. And um, it, I thought it was just a really fun conversation. And I hope you're going to enjoy it with us today as well. But it was just very, very simple. But hopefully what you get along the way is the appreciation for just how intricate the healing sciences are. And it's not so easy to just throw on a white coat with no training in nutrition, no training in nutritional biochemistry, no training in how the nutritional biochemistry influences physiology, no training in so many things. How, you know, it's just so easy to, to do, right? You don't need any schooling for this. That's ridiculous. You need schooling to be able to understand this, to be able to get to the, really the start the starting line, you know, for helping people with natural medicine, helping people with the healing sciences. That it requires teachers. It requires teachers who can show you and pass on their learning. This is how education has been for so very long, is, you know, you go and study with someone um, who truly has the clinical, the, the life experience of what it is you want to embark your journey and that books support that sure and that research articles in this day and age will support that sure but i want to i want to offer something to you to consider if you go back even a hundred years there are no research centers all over the place there's some universities popping up in the world and there's for hundreds of years been some universities in the world that are doing some research, but it's not like there's a bio lab on every corner. It's not like everybody can play around with plasmids and you know the, the genetic code of life. There's a lot of observation that goes into it. And that we had figured a lot of things out. We had figured out that the sun was not evil, you know? <laughs> we had figured out that um, which cookwares were the healthiest to use. We had figured out which vessels to hold our water in. We had figured out what clothes to wear and what fabrics were going to be most supportive of us. We had figured out a lot of these things. We had figured out how to farm and to have a sustainable farm for the local environment and how to have crops that weren't where we didn't focus on one crop exclusively. We grew 
props that worked synergistically. And we had figured out that it was important to let, let one quarter of the land always lie fallow to regenerate the mycorrhiza and the bacteria and the nutrients in the soil. You know, we had figured out so many things. And it seems like we live in an age where we want to throw all of that wisdom that's been acquired for thousands of years away in favor of what exactly? Favor of biotech? Favor of GMOs? In favor of weaponized plasmids and weaponized bacteria? I mean, what are we talking about? In favor of microplastics and nanoplastics and pesticides and you know, I mean, you just go on down the line. Like we are off the rails, folks. And we gotta find ourselves. You know? We gotta find ourselves, and I think that always begins with some good appreciation for what is always with us at all times. Well, I want to welcome you to uh <laughs> looking for healing radio and welcome you healers of all ages. And I, using these words intentionally and have been for a very long time. That's what you are. You're a healer in your own way. Yes, you are. Someone who believes in helping to restore divine order. What is a healer? A healer is someone who does all they can to help all they can to make things right, all they can to help recreate God's divine order while knowing that the only person they're ever going to be able to heal is themselves, that there's this implicit humility, this implicit gratitude for all that we do. So yeah, you are a healer. If you're listening to me and you're attracted to what I'm talking about, you're a healer. It's in you. Then it becomes a question of, well, do you want to get better at the skill set you possess? You have the heart for it. You have the energy for it. You have, the, you have this wonderful thing about you this absolutely wonderful thing about you that you want to help people. Well, you have the skills to go with it because that's what learning is all about, acquiring more skills, getting more tools in the toolbox. So as situations arise, you can go into your toolbox and you have the right tool for the job. You find that the job actually get done. Looking for Healing Radio is uh, going to be airing, as you know, Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific, right here on America Out Loud Talk Radio Network. Um, and here we are very open and very proud to say no thank you to pharmaceuticals. No thank you to this cult of the white coat, you know, this, this cult that suggests if you don't do what they say and what they do, even though they admit that practicing their medicine correctly results in 450,000 deaths annually. You know, if you don't do what we say and what we tell you to do, that you're going to die. It's like, well, if I do what you tell me to do, I'm probably going to die. I mean, this is <laughs> I, I, the logic I just don't get, you know. Um, so over here, we say no. Say, hey, we're going to give you that alternative. We're going to give you that you don't have to go in that. That doesn't mean we're alternative medicine. We're not alternative medicine. The healing sciences are the original medicine. All right, but we're gonna give you an alternative to the insanity. What we are offering you here is God's medicine. Oh, I don't know about that. Well, okay, that's a whole different conversation. I hope you, I hope you can get into a good 
good relationship because I'm going to tell you my favorite thing to do every single morning. I just did it before I came on the air today. Tell God I love him. And it's one of my biggest encouragements to everyone in this day and age. Just tell God you love him every single day. Your life is going to get so much better instantly. And you're going to feel so much better about what's going on in the world around you. You're going to feel like you still have one hand on the steering wheel at all times. <laughs> but we're going to give you that straight talk every single show. I hope you enjoy what you're hearing with Dr. Artis and Dr. Schmidt. I hope you're enjoying the Q&As that, that we give on Fridays and that you're sending in some questions. We've been really impressed with the questions that are coming in. Thank you for evolving with us and saying, look, not every single question needs to be about COVID. You know, there are other things that are going on. And we want to help you with those other things. We certainly want to give you our ideas on them and hopefully spark that inspiration thing that goes, yeah, I'm a healer too. I want to learn how to do this better. I want to learn how to, to I want to learn about these herbs. I want to learn about these homeopathic remedies. I want to learn about these nutrients and what's in these foods and why food is medicine. I want to learn about these lifestyles. I want to learn about, you know, why I'm doing what, when, you know, and get these wonderful you know, this wonderful understanding of the why of it all. And it, it's, it's so amazing. The healing sciences are so amazing. And it was so incredible at this 25 years, folks. And it's so fascinating to still learn something new literally every day along the way. That's how much there is to learn. And it's so much fun to share it with you as well. So thank you for hanging out with me for a little bit. We're going to take a short break and come back. We're going to be talking about this key mineral. When we talk about anemia, I'm going to set the stage because it's something we've been seeing on more and more in blood reports on uh, complete blood counts that are coming in, things like that. And I want to address it with you. And I think you're going to go, wow, I didn't know that. And that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> so we'll be right back with more Looking for Healing Radio right after these messages. buildup of spike proteins is dangerous to your health. Global Healing's foreign protein cleanse detoxes your body, removing the spike proteins, allowing your body to repair from within. Formulated by Dr. Edward Group and by Dr. Brian Artis, foreign protein cleanse targets and detoxes spike proteins in the body. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. You've all heard Dr. McCullough and others share over and over the value of keeping your sinuses cleansed. It's a smart move all year, but even more so when we're cooped up inside. It's not really open for debate any longer. Those that live smart and live well pay attention to nasal and oral hygiene. Cofix RX has just the tools for the job with our nasal and throat cleanse. Click the CofixRx banner on americaoutloud.shop to get 20% off your entire order. That's right, americaoutloud.shop. Use coupon code OUTLOUD. That's coupon code OUTLOUD for 20% off your entire order. Use CofixRx because it works. All right, healers, welcome back to Looking for Healing Radio. As you know by now, I'm your host, Dr. H. Dr. Henry Ely, it's so it's such a pleasure to be here with you. I want to give a quick shout out to Energetic Health Institute. Go to energetichealthinstitute.org. Stop being a patient. Stop being a student. 
right there. Great people. Uh, you are going to love the experience. Um, one of our cherished things is that people who come to the school graduate healthier than when they began. That is the number one thing for me if we're talking about a healing sciences education is that you have got to be able to back it up. The body will prove it. What you're teaching students and they're putting into play works. It'll show out. The body will prove it for you. We are very, very effective at that and very proud of that. Um, we actually have a great uh, course starting February 16th, the Art of Cellular Healing. It is um, it was written specifically for people recovering from very serious diseases, and especially people who are recovering from injuries or uh, from the damn shots and things like that. So if that sounds like something that you're interested, you want to learn that skill set, whether you it's to for yourself directly, maybe you have been injured by the damn shots, or because you are someone that wants to help people were injured by the shots, or maybe you have something else going on, you're getting the shots, but you're dealing with cancer or something like that, um, a really nasty long haul situation, doesn't matter. Um, come on in and study with us, all right? Art of Cellular Healing Certification starting February 16th. Go to uh, energetichealthinstitute.org and uh, just go ahead and search the website. You'll see it under our certifications, our programs and things like that. And we would love to have you come on in. Really looking forward to it. And that class is filling up. So I don't know how many spaces we have left. So make sure you check it out if it's something you're interested in. And we'd love to have you there. Uh, and, and looking for Healing Radio is also sponsored by GlobalHealing.com. Uh, you know, the finest, most effective, most potent uh, natural medicines in the world today. I mean, you want to talk about the practice of the healing sciences. That's what Global Healing is doing. We're really, really honored to uh, have them have them as uh you know sponsors for this show sponsors for the america out loud talk radio network just great people doing great things and a incredibly easy business uh, to support and that's what we should be doing right supporting businesses and then what's the benefit when you support this business you're actually getting medicine that really works one of the things that i'm using right now that i'm really excited about is their copper formula and that's going to be a very important topic for us today, folks, All right, especially if you're dealing with uh, iron deficiency anemia. Um, we're going to be talking about that a lot today, but check out their copper formula. Um, it's in the correct form, copper one. We're going to talk about that today as well, but it's a great formulation, um, very, very potent, and uh, I can feel it working every time I put it in my body. I've been using it for been using that um, every day for about two weeks right now and i can feel it um so check them out check out their whole catalog but uh, check out their copper one formula um you know i think it's called bioactive copper now or something like that i forget they just renamed it but um check them out go to globalhealing.com make sure you put in promo code out loud and get a little extra discount anything that you purchase and thank you so much for your support all right mm. So um, we're talking to students last week. We're having a master class, you know, every Thursday at the Energetic Health Institute, we have a holistic nutrition master class. Everybody from all the programs are invited to come and check it out. And uh, we we just kind of pick a topic and we go, you know, and we, you know, I, I love showing students how to research and how to break things down so that, you know, I don't want people to be like, well, Dr. H said, Dr. H, you know, it's like, yeah, I appreciate the respect and everything, but the main thing is to foster independence in a student, right? And we want to encourage students. We want to show them that you have the capabilities that you look to some folks like me and go, oh, 
you know, oh, it's he really knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing because he follows a thought process and we share that thought process. And uh, it's really exciting to see the light bulbs go on for students. This this feeling like, oh, we can do it too. It's like, that's exactly what this is all about, fostering that wonderful confidence, that independence that comes along with it. So we, we picked a topic and the topic we picked was copper last week. Um, but we started here. So let's get a little background for us all, okay? I've been looking at a lot of complete blood counts, a lot of uh, blood reports coming in, and you start seeing that um, a trend into anemia, and a specific type of anemia called microcytic. Now, microcytic anemia is when the red blood cell doesn't have enough um, uh, iron available to it. And so hemoglobin will drop a little bit and the size of the red blood cell will start to get smaller, microcytic. Okay. Now, when the, um, when the size of the red blood cell gets small, the concern with that is the ability of the red blood cell to bind oxygen. All right. And that's because that's the role in, in carbon dioxide to bind the blood gases to carry them around, to carry oxygen to the cell and to carry carbon dioxide, which is acidic, away from the cell, right? So that it can get back to the lungs and we can exhale it out. So when the red blood cell is too small, that process is going to be impaired. And what's going to happen is there's going to be a deficiency of oxygen getting to the cell and a buildup of carbon dioxide at the cell. Now, the deficiency of oxygen at the cell is going to lead to fatigue because oxygen is used by the cell for two very important functions. Number one, as an antioxidant, it actually kills a lot of things at the cell level. This is why oxygen, oxygen therapies are so effective. But number two, and more importantly, perhaps, is that oxygen is used by mitochondria to produce energy, ATP. It's the key molecule for the production of energy. So if there's a situation created where there isn't enough oxygen getting to the cell, you're going to have a deficiency of energy production. You're going to have an accumulation of infection. And the cell and the cellular environment is going to suffer. What you're also going to get as a byproduct of that process is a buildup of carbon dioxide in the cell as well. And when you get a buildup of carbon dioxide in the cell, carbon dioxide is very acidic. It's going to be very damaging to the cell. It's going to create a lot of damage, a lot of free radicals, which are going to create more damage. And now you have this chain of events going on that are really going to be damaging. So this is the concern of anemia. One of the things I love to constantly remind students about is there is one symptom common to every known disease process, only one, and that is fatigue. Let me say that to you again. It's very important. There is only one symptom common to every single known disease, and that is fatigue. So this whole process of, of oxygen delivery and carbon dioxide removal and energy production in mitochondria, this is the most fundamental of processes in the body because when that process is working right, 
the body does maintain, possess the ability, the divine design within it to seek its own homeostasis, its own balance. The body is constantly seeking homeostasis, but it needs energy to do it. Literally everything in the body outside of osmosis is energy dependent. So it makes energy production the foremost consideration whenever we're talking about healing going from chaos back into order you cannot get the body the system back into order without energy production that's the key to the healing process well when we're looking at a blood report if you have one you might want to open it up you might see that the red blood cell count is kind of normal or a little bit low those that would be an, an anemic trend it's a little going a little bit low you might look at hemoglobin and notice that it's a little bit low. Again, that could be a trend towards anemia. You might look at something called MCV on your complete blood count. MCV is called mean corpuscular volume. And what MCV means is what's the size? What's the volume of the red blood cell? Now, it should be in the United States units, it should be roughly about 90. But if it's trending below 90, especially towards 80, the lower 80s or, or lower, you have a microcytic situation. Microcytic situation means that there isn't enough, there isn't enough iron available for the manufacture of the red blood cells. And in the next segment, I'm going to tell you some very interesting stats about red blood cells that's going to blow you away. But let's say you're trending down. Let's say that the number was 78, all right? Microcytic, clearly microcytic. This is telling us when we look at that report that, hey, you don't have enough iron. So a good doctor will likely order an iron panel. Say, hey, what's the serum iron? What's the serum ferritin, which is a storage form of iron? What's the total iron binding capacity? What's the percent saturation? We want to see a little bit more detail on it. But what happens inevitably with that thought process is it starts pointing everything to iron. It's got to be 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 iron. Well, iron is a big deal. Iron is the center molecule for hemoglobin. All right. So you've probably heard, or maybe you haven't. Let's, let's, uh, let me not make that assumption. One of the reasons we implore people to eat something green every day, eat something with chlorophyll in it every day, right, is because chlorophyll has a center molecule of magnesium, and then around it is what's called a porphyrin ring. And that porphyrin ring is what the body can use to detox, and the body, and the body can take the magnesium and use magnesium at the cell level to really relax muscles and in a whole myriad of other functions. It's actually used in energy production cascades as well. You see how it gets a little complex? It's not necessarily just straightforward, easy, right? Well, what the body can take is that chlorophyll, that porphyrin ring, and say, hey, we're going to use basically all those components, but we're going to put a hemoglobin molecule in the middle. And that's going to be the formation of heme. Heme will then form into red blood cells, and red blood cells will then be able to bind the gas. It's actually the heme in 
the red blood cell that binds oxygen and binds carbon dioxide. It's really a beautiful thing to study. If you ever want to like just take a look at some pictures and go, wow, this is what's going on in me in every split second, every nanosecond of my life. The answer to that question is yes, it is. It's part of your divine design. It's the most fundamental um, thing, physiologic event that goes on in your body is gas exchange. Is you taking a breath in, take one with me right now. That oxygen going into your lungs where there's red blood cells waiting to give away carbon dioxide and take in oxygen. And then when you exhale, what are you getting rid of? The carbon dioxide. Where does the carbon dioxide go? It goes to the trees, the leaves. And then they grab it and say, well, thanks. We're going to help it and use that to make some sugars. And we're going to, our waste is going to be oxygen. And it's this perfect symbiosis that we have with uh, with plant life, right? Perfect. Well, when you are bringing oxygen into the body, it gets bound to the red blood cell. Now, from the red blood cell, it carries it through the bloodstream all the way to the cell where it offloads. And when it offloads, it is also the red blood cell going to pick up some carbon dioxide. And this process just is going to keep on going and going and going. It's, the key process we can't exist without this process it's one of the key processes that has been attacked with the spike glycoprotein it's one of the key processes that has been attacked by it and that's where you see the big problem with all the blood clots and things of that nature we're getting back on topic here with the anemia when a person is going anemic there's is microcytic when it's too small when the red blood cell is too small yes Iron is a big deal. So you go and you do your other checks. Well, what's this? What's the ferritin levels? Because if ferritin's low and person's going anemic, then they just don't have any storage form of iron. So we got to get some iron into the system. But now comes the interesting part. How does the iron get into the system? Let's say you're doing something really intelligent and you're eating like red lentils, which are going to have a high form of iron. Let's say you're doing something really intelligent that grandma always did. You're going to use cast iron cookware. <laughs> you know you know how to season it. It's the original nonstick cookware. <laughs> you know, and you're going to use it in your in, in everything and how you cook. You're going to get iron into your foods. This is why we've always used. See, we had figured some things out. This is why we've always used iron in cooking because some of it leaches out and then our body is able to start bringing in. But here's the key, and this is a, this is that key mineral that so many people don't think about this process. In order for your body to absorb the iron in your diet, it has to have an exchange for another mineral. In order for iron to come into your system, your body has to give up copper. And your body has to give up copper in an exchange. And what it facilitates this exchange, vitamin C. So when I look at a blood report and I see that there is microcytic trends, meaning that the red blood cells are too low and maybe hemoglobin's low and maybe the actual total count of red blood cells is low. When I see mean corpuscular volume is low, trending low, is, is far below 90. 
what that's telling me is we have, yes, a lead issue, especially if I see a serum ferritin shows that there's really no ferritin in there. I'm like, okay, well, we, we definitely got to get iron up. But I have to understand how iron gets into the system in the first place. And iron getting into the system in the first place is thanks to copper and thanks to vitamin C. Now, this is where it gets interesting. I'm going to leave you with a little cliffhanger right here before we take a break. One of the things we've been consuming a lot of is zinc. Zinc and quercetin, zinc, quercetin, zinc, quercetin, zinc, quercetin, right? Everybody's been taking a lot of zinc. Zinc is a key mineral for activating the immune system. And about... 400 different enzymes within the cell that we know of. Enzymes that are going to be essential for protecting the cell and healing the cell and acting as a part of the cell's immune system. We're going to call metalloprotein proteinases um, series of enzymes within the cell. Now, these are all zinc dependent. And what does quercetin do? Quercetin is zinc ionophore to help get that zinc into the cell. Well, Here's the rub. When you take a lot of zinc into your diet, guess what it competes with? Guess what it kind of pushes out of your system? When you take a lot of zinc, zinc pushes out copper. And if copper is getting depleted in your body or it's just deficient to begin with, then that's going to prevent iron from coming in you see that's the beautiful thing about healing sciences when we start looking at nutrition it's a complex series of relationships and it's not so easy as oh just they're microcytic just give them iron everything will be okay it's a little bit more intricate all right we'll be right back with some cool information about red blood cells and copper right after these messages. When God, through his grace and mercy, gave us free will, the will of the people was to live freely. To that end, we fight for the liberty of all at a time when global tyranny threatens us as never before in mankind's history. This vision is manifest at AmericaOutloud.news, a site for all who cherish free will and freedom. Now is our time, my fellow Americans. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all. Millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of the toxic spike protein. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed their spike support formula to counteract harmful spike protein from COVID-19 and vaccines so you can feel your best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. All right, you guys, welcome back. Let's pick up the pace here. All right, here we go. Now, we have that nice foundation kind of laid. I want to give you some stuff about red blood cells. You ready for this? This is so cool. 
red blood cells are going to work for about 120 days. So they're, they're only going to last about 120 days before they kind of break down and they get pulled out of circulation by the spleen and recycled. Did you know that you're going, your body is going to make about 2.5 million red blood cells every second? Divine design. Did you know that there are about 20 to 30 trillion red blood cells circulating in an adult's body at any given moment? Grabbing onto that oxygen, grabbing onto that carbon dioxide, bringing that alkalizing oxygen, that energy, essential oxygen to the cells and carrying away the acidic carbon dioxide. Did you know that? Did you know that in each and every one of those 20 to 30 trillion red blood cells, there are 250 to 280 million hemoglobin units? And that each of those hemoglobin units has eight binding sites for blood gases on the heme molecule. And that's where we were saying iron is the center, center molecule, the center mineral for heme. And heme is almost identical in biochemical structure to chlorophyll. The major difference is between the center molecules in our blood and our red blood cells. Heme, the center molecule is iron. But in plants and where they're green, the center molecule in the chlorophyll is magnesium. And did you know that in your body, you're going to have 60,000 to 100,000 miles of blood vessels packed in there when you count all the capillaries and capillaries, 60,000 to 100,000 miles of blood vessels that you could wrap around the earth. All of your blood vessels, roughly two and a half to four times. And did you know that a red blood cell will leave the heart and return to the heart, traveling through that network of red bloods of, uh, of blood vessels in about one minute. That's how long it takes a red blood cell to circulate through your body, choosing one of the many paths of circulation. What an incredible divine design, right? How cool is that, right? Well, one of the points I want to come back to right now is that when we're dealing with microcytic iron deficiency anemia, that what is the deficiency? The deficiency is the formation of heme. So the deficiency is going to typically be seen in hemoglobin, and it's going to be in that the red blood cell is too small. And if the red blood cell is too small, what is going to be the result? The red blood cell is not going to be able to grab as much oxygen with each breath and deliver it to the cells for energy production. And that same red blood cell that's too small isn't gonna be able to grab enough acidic carbon dioxide from the cell. And so you're gonna have a deficit of energy production, a deficit of oxygen as an antioxidant, as something that's going to kill infections. And you're going to have a buildup of carbon dioxide, which is waste and acidity at the cell level, right? This is this is the understanding. This is why fatigue is the key thing to address in every single healing process. It's why I started and coined the energetic health healing system. 
All right. It's why everything you hear from me is energetic health, energetic health. I want you to understand that you cannot effect a healing process without the production of energy. Healing is an energy dependent process. So we need oxygen. <laughs> we need our mitochondria working. That's why I designed with Dr. Group the ultimate cellular health formula, which is fantastic. It's something I, again, I'm going to tell you, go to globalhealing.com. Anyone you know of that's dealing with a serious disease, especially cancer, needs to be on that one. That's, that is my recommendation. Um, we designed it specifically for those intense situations, for recovery from the damn shots and uh, for anyone who's dealing with any kind of mitochondrial disorder and any kind of uh, cancer. And believe me, if there is cancer, there are a vast array of mitochondrial disorders. Well, when we get into this process now, right? Copper, where does it come in? Well, if a person's deficient in iron, then we have to have copper because copper is going to be essential for iron being brought into the system and being turned and used for the development of red blood cells, right? It's just super, super simple. So where do we get copper from, right? Well, copper will come from apricots in the food families, uh, you know, in a big way. That's one of the big things that we, why we love dried apricots, organic apricots, because they're, they can be high in copper. But understand this, Copper, we had figured this out a long time ago. Before all this nonsense of the last hundred years that, you know, poisons are medicine and all this other ridiculousness, before the cult of Asclepius true global takeover attempt, right? We always use copper for carrying our water. Multiple cultures throughout the world did this. This was just known. It's kind of like the use of cast iron in cooking. We put water, we held our water in copper. Romans did it. The Greeks did it. The Egyptians did it. The Ayurvedics did it. The Chinese did it. I mean, every culture that is supposedly not connected in the world kind of had figured this out. That you go down to the river, you go down to the well, and you bring a copper water vessel with you. And something incredible happens. You go and put that copper in the in the water. You collect your water. Copper, first and foremost, everyone, is bacteriostatic. It means that it kills bacteria. Well, how does it kill bacteria? You go and you go. You're going down to the river, right? It's 500 years ago. You got to teleport yourself into a different age. There's no chem cancer causing chemtrails in the sky. There's no no talk of mandatory vaccines, you're growing your own food, right? Um, and what are you doing? You're taking in the morning your copper water vessel down to the river and filling it up. And you let it sit out there. And throughout the day, over the course of about eight hours, some of the copper is going to leach into the water. Now, the copper that leaches in is in a different form. It's going to be in what's called copper two form which technically is toxic. So why didn't it kill everybody? Why were we doing this for thousands of years? 
using copper to contain to collect our, our water. Why are we doing this? Because when the copper too leaches out the water, if there are any bacteria in that water, bacteria will take that um, copper up, that copper two form, and it'll kill them. Bacteriostatic. And now people start drinking from the river out of these copper water vessels. And you think to yourself, well, wait a minute, that's toxic. Oh my God, that's going to be toxic to us as well, right? Yeah, it would be if our body wasn't divinely designed to convert copper two back into copper one. And there are two pathways biochemically that the body converts copper two back into copper one, a toxic form of copper. It gets converted back into a healthy, usable form of copper with the use of hydrochloric acid, little protons, and also especially something called nitric oxide. Well, this is the realm of things like beets and pumpkin seeds and chickpeas. All these wonderful foods, these vegetarian, vegan foods, organic form, no pesticides. You eat those, they're going to have an amino acid in them called L-arginine. And L-arginine is going to be used by your body to make a substance called nitric oxide, NO. And you make that NO, and that NO is going to dilate blood vessels to help move the blood, help the blood circulation. It's going to help the heart pump and contract. It's a beautiful, beautiful, absolutely beautiful thing that you've eaten food, let's say pumpkin seeds, you brought or beets, beets are going to have a great form of L-arginine, and you're going to start making all this nitric oxide. And what the nitric oxide is going to do, it's going to convert that copper two, it's going to reduce it back to copper one. And then that copper one is going to be used to help you absorb the iron in your foods from, for most of us, the iron cookware that's being used. And now you are building your blood up just like that. And what were the two key things that you used? A copper containing vessel for your water and cast iron cookware when you're cooking your meals. Two things that you find as staples for everyone throughout the world for thousands of years. Copper for water, iron for cooking cast iron for cooking and you know what's so crazy about these these are so durable that they get passed down from generation to generation to generation so you don't even need to buy your cookware it just gets handed down now that doesn't sound very profitable for two reasons one it's not going to do anything for the duponts of the world that are trying to sell you some teflon coated crap cookware but it's also not going to do anything for the pharmaceutical industry. Why? Because your most fundamental process, your most fundamental process, the exchange of blood gases, is being beautifully managed 
by your diet and your and your choices of using copper to hold your water and using uh, cast iron to cook your foods in. Right? We had figured some things out. Now, what gets really exciting about copper one is that it's used in the body for other things. It's not just about bringing iron in. Okay. <laughs> it's used for other things. One of the other things that copper is used for is production of a very important cellular enzyme, well, enzyme and antioxidant called superoxide dismutase. Now, there are several forms of superoxide dismutase within the cell. There's one that's based upon a micromineral called manganese, and that one is specific for mitochondria. That's right. Your mitochondria have their own unique antioxidants. And mang manganese, not magnesium, manganese superoxide dismutase is specific for helping to promote your the health of your mitochondria. Where do you get manganese from? Typically pineapple, pineapple stem. So pineapple juice is fantastic. Organic pineapple juice is fantastic for delivering manganese. And you don't need much. This is the cool thing about your body. Your body doesn't need much. But what it needs, it needs. Now, copper, on the other hand, you need a little bit more copper, but not much. But you do need a little bit more than you need for the manganese. Copper is also used to make a, soup, a type of superoxide dismutase. And these are antioxidants as well as enzymes. So what are they doing as antioxidants? They're killing infections within the cell. They are sponging up free radicals before they can be super damaging. They basically, when you think of antioxidants, you're thinking of something that stops damage before it starts. How cool is that, right? Imagine that true preventative medicine, stopping damage before it starts. So when you are using copper, out there for those of you who are getting into it and saying, you know, hey, or maybe you've been using it for years, that you're using, you know, copper containing vessels. One of my recommendations, first and foremost, is make sure that whatever copper containing vessel you're putting, hopefully your filtered and distilled water into, you know, clean your water, put it in the copper. If you're doing that, let it sit out at room temperature for about eight hours and you'll start, the water will start to take on some of the copper. Remember that copper is in a toxic form, okay? It's a Cu2 form. So it means that when you, if you are using copper, it is very important if you're using copper to contain your water, it is very important that you are also eating things like organic beets and chickpeas and pumpkin seeds and sunflower seeds, that you are bringing L-arginine into your body so that you your body can make nitric oxide, okay? And if you are one of those people that deals with herpetic lesions, you know, herpes, 
and you are starting to increase L-arginine, you can start to exacerbate those kind of herpetic lesions, which means you have to make sure you're taking in an equal amount of L-lysine at all times as well. That's a whole other conversation. But do you see the intricacies? Do you see how it's not necessarily so easy and why you need to go and study with someone? We have this really weird understanding of the healing sciences, thinking that anybody could do it. And that's true. Anybody can do it. But we have this weird idea that you can pick it up off of listening to a radio show or hearing one interview or reading one article. No, you need to go and study with someone who knows what they're doing. We'd love to have you come study with us at the Energetic Health Institute. That's for sure. So if that's if this is piquing your interest, definitely go and fill out a scholarship application. Come in and check this out. What I want to get across to you, though, is something very fundamental. That the body is divinely designed and that we have figured out over the course of thousands of years what really works. And we didn't need big labs and compromised peer-reviewed journals and all this billions and trillions of dollars to figure these things. We didn't need all that. We needed good observation. And so one of the things I do encourage people to do is teleport yourself back into an earlier time. Take off a few hundred years and think about how life was back then and what they were doing right because there were a lot of right things going on way back when. How do we know? We're still alive today. All right, healers. I think that's a good show for us today. I uh, hope you got some cool stuff um, with it. And uh hope you learned a little bit about anemia and iron and copper and, and all these wonderful little intricacies. And um, just thrilled to bring you information like this and hopefully it inspires you to want to learn a lot more. I'm Dr. Henry Ely for the Energetic Health Institute wishing you a beautiful rest of your day wherever and whenever you may be. And as always, we end with a blessing. May God shine his divine light down upon us all, everyone we love, and surround us in the protection of his warmth and healing embrace. And may we have the courage to accept a blessing such as this. All right, healers, we'll see you next week. I'm out. And that's all we have today. We're looking for Healing Radio. Aloha and adios. Adios.